Thank you for joining me for another Quick Hits Conversation. Today I would like to talk about, is there a relationship between goals and happiness? And Simon, you brought this point up at the end of our last one, so I'd like you to kick us off here. Um, I, I think that goals in themselves, they're just a tool. They don't mean anything. You know, if you're getting a kick out of achieving a goal, then it's kind of like getting addicted to some kind of drug-induced rush, and you just got to go and get your next fix. Surely the ideal is happiness, whatever form that brings you. And if goals are part of that, great. But if they don't have to be, there's no rule that says when you were born on this earth, you have to go and achieve this goal and that goal and that goal. It's not a badly designed computer game, you know? That's an in so I have a question, if you guys are willing to answer it. Of us, which one of us have hard target goals written down? This is what life is going to be and this is the direction I'm going. I know that that's not the way my life is run. Nope. I have pretty hard directions, um, but to call them goals and to equate them in the world of marketing where I have KPIs and all of that stuff measuring, and I don't have that. Um, I do know that often my personal goals, and that's the best way to talk about it, are differentiated based on chunks of life. You know, like you know, there's certain phases in your life that you have certain targets. No, I, I don't have hard goals but I have a very strong sense of direction hmm. periods of my life when I don't have that direction I'm not as happy and I'm, I'm done a lot of positive psychology and the research is definitely there that the people who set themselves goals of some sort often feel happier but only goals are actually making them happier and it's just a really important point that often gets missed is people say goals will make you happy only if it's the right goal if you put your ladder against the, the wrong wall and spend a long time getting up the ladder you're still not where you want to be so it is making sure your goal is actually going to make you happy but I totally agree with Karen that what makes me happy now is very different to what made me happy in my 30s and that's quite natural, I think. And I think it's something that comes along as a surprise as we go through life, but a nice surprise if we do it well. So back to the original question, goals and happiness, is it maybe not goals, but direction? I think when you're talking personally, see, and I keep wanting to go back and forth between personal and professional is because like in my mind as a marketer, Everything needs to have a target to use Simon's you know, language. Everything's we're working towards a particular target. And, but the beauty of, of a little bit of marketing is that if you're going away and you see something greater happening, you can always veer and go the other way. And I think that that's somewhat what we need to look at personally and stop holding ourselves to such ridiculous standards. And I think that's it. This goal orientation and a sort of macho sort of you can set an intention and you're going to make it happen and that will make you happy and successful mm. that i find so sad in particularly western business culture because it doesn't allow you to do as you just said karen adjust as you go along um and we often set targets which are um adversarial we're gonna i'm gonna be the best of the competition i'm gonna make the most money mm. you know um yeah, it, it, I guess it's not just that goals are intrinsically wrong. We're a bit messed up as a culture, but that's no surprise to anybody, is it? Yeah. But you um, know what? I, you just, Simon, you just made me think about sports because sports are the quintessential 
targets, goals, what are you working towards? And with the Olympics coming up, I mean, those athletes are a perfect example of, I mean, gee, many cricket, talk about long-term goals and working towards something. And back to that original concept of whether happiness had to be part of it. I mean, you ask any of those gymnasts, and I'm not so sure they would say they were happy along the way reaching those goals. Mm. And I think um, when you ask people, about the difference between having some purpose and meaning and having goals. I think they often look at you and go, but as you say, goals are kind of set. And when people talk about their smart goals and all the rest of it, and actually I find that it's an awful lot easier if you get rid of smart goals and you actually say, smart goals are fine for targets. I love that word targets, Simon gave us. But I think if you're going to be looking at bigger goals, you want to have outcomes. It's what outcomes do you want? How would you know? The, the success measure, how do you know? How, what's the vision that's the why that you're doing this? And I think if you're moving towards things that you understand the why they're important to you, and why you want to do them, then yeah, okay, on the way there might be some tough days, but you listen to those Olympic athletes when they've had a good day. And my God, they've had a good day in the office when they've had a good day. So, so, so you, goal yeah. or meaning? That's what you, you well, mentioned, I, the meaning there, didn't you? Yeah, and I think that's goal is just an expression. I think you're right. If higher than goal is some meaningful thing that you want to do, and I think for them, it's it's when you listen to them, it's often self development, the ultimate. You know, I, I've got these talents, and I want to take them to the ultimate. But what's um, interesting about that is you never get to talk to the athletes who don't make it, mm. and the devastation that that's created in their life. I just did a quick hit uh, a couple of hours ago about the negativity that comes out of being an athlete. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is one of the things that's really hard is it, it, and I think it happens in life too, where you create, you create goals or whatever meaning and you don't achieve it. What does that do to your self-worth of who you are as a human and your happiness? But then mm -hmm. also there's, um, there's also a, a, um, a marathoner, I can't remember, she's a long distance runner who I just listened to her on a podcast who was an Olympic athlete and the other aspect is once you reach your goal, then what? Then what? Right? And, me, and she talked about the depression that occurred for that full year after the Olympics. Because, you know, you think about working for four years or eight years or whatever, you know, the time frame is. And then you, you have that success, but you didn't plan for. It's the same as NFL athletes, NBA. You know, what are you going to do post-career? You still have, you know, three quarters of your life left. So why bother being an athlete? If you're just oh, setting yourself up for inevitable failure and disappointment. Well, I mean, there's, there, there must be some intrinsic to go back to what kind of what Rosie was talking about. There's something intrinsic about that success of that reaching, attaining. Well, having been an athlete, I can tell you there is no high better than the high that you get when you work your tush off for something and you get there. Yeah. But there's also no low lower when you work oh. your tush off and it falls flat. Yeah. And it's the same, you know, and, and you know, people get these awful post projects in, in work. You can be two years on a work program and when it's over, the low is quite big. And it's very not, not often recognised that people have been working to a goal and answer the goal. You, need, you either pick them up immediately and get them excited about the next big thing or you give them a rest and you tell them the rest. And I think... In our own goals, I love Karen's point about you've got to adjust them. You've got to you've got to kind of know at the end of one, I'm going to need something else. And I think remember to celebrate when you get there. 
Yeah, the successful athletes have the plan B starting to form a little earlier than the ones that that, that yeah. crash out earlier with no time to, to form plan B. That's how I would say the more emotionally, well, those with a higher emotional IQ get that. I don't know that all the athletes in all the sports really are making those connections until they're forced into that that retirement, right? Because nobody, I, to Robin's point, you know, as an athlete, I'd still be athletic today and doing those things to make money if that was a lot, if that was an opportunity that was in front of me, because they're to me reaching those athletic goals. There's nothing like that incredible endorphin high, but the low is pretty ugly too. Yeah. So maybe it's, maybe it's not about life isn't about goals so much as to Simon's point at the beginning. I do wonder if the nature of our goals changes as we mature. Oh yes. Definitely. You know, and I wonder what the goals would be of a 60, 70 year old person. Mm -hmm. I mean, well, as, as probably the oldest in the group of us here, I can tell you the, the goals change a lot, I think, in terms of what it is you want out of it. And so in your 30s, your 20s, and your 30s, you're trying to make your mark and you're trying to sort of be your best at something by your 60s and 70s, the people I coach in that area, they're wanting to use what they've developed to, to help. So it really does seem to change to being much more a giving back mentality because they've done what they want to do. And if they haven't done what they've done, they've done, then they might be lucky enough to go and keep chasing, but they might have to accept that life has changed and this is the point we're at now. Well, that's our 10 minutes, so I'm going to cut us off there. Thank you for having this conversation with me about goals and happiness. Very enlightening. I appreciate it. We'll have another conversation very soon.